So today I'm here with Andy Sorcini, who is Mr. Babyman from, from Dig. Um, I'm really excited to have this interview. This is like a, a very different interview. Normally we're talking to um, CEOs and, and guys that are running um, big companies. Andy is a guy that um, he is, works, works in a, a startup in Los Angeles. He was just explaining. I'm sure he'll tell us a little bit more about that. Um, and he is someone that can drive um, a large amount of traffic, probably more traffic than a lot of people on the entire Internet because of the influence that he has on the website Dig. Um, and I, I, I'm fascinated by Dig, and Andy's sort of a, one of the, the, the leaders in that community, and he's here today to tell us a little bit more about who he is and what he does. Does that sound reasonable, Andy, as a reasonable summary? I would say so, yes. How are you today? <laughs> I'm doing good, and yourself? I'm doing good. So, um, you want to just tell us a little bit about who you are and and, uh, and where you come from and, and what you what you've been up to. Well, by trade, I'm a I'm a film editor, uh, and uh, and I work currently work for a small independent production company. I I've worked 15 years for the Disney company, and uh, the company I work for right now is affiliated with Disney, but not really a part of the uh, of the Disney empire as such. Um, and beyond that, I can't really say too much about it. <laughs> but I'm still doing the same type of thing that I've been doing before, which is uh, film editing. And um, I discovered Dig uh, in kind of a roundabout. What does film editing mean? So you're the guy that comes in and, 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 and edits a movie before it gets um, published, or get, before it's released? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we work on 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 both ends of the uh, of the uh, spectrum. When I in when I was working for Disney, I was working in animation, and in animation there are two phases of of editing. There's pre-production and post-production, and pre-production is when uh, when when an artist wants to uh, uh, when when an ep- uh, episode of a of an of an animated TV show or a movie is put together, they put it together in what's called a story reel, which is basically it's like a comic book. You know, it's it's still pictures of the way the action is going to proceed in the in the film. And in order to determine the pacing of the film, those still pictures have to be uh, videotaped or scanned or or in some fashion or another. Uh, ingested into a computer, and then we, as film editors, will put those those still pictures together and time them out in the way that we feel the flow is going to be for the for the final picture, and um, that gets uh, by the approval of the director and the uh, producer and so on and so forth, uh, and that's pre-production editing, and post-production editing is when the uh, when the um, story reel, which is now what, what the, uh, story, the storyboard panel is called, the story reel is sent out to a, a, uh, um, an animation house or if the animation is done in-house and the film is animated and you get back the individual scenes, then those scenes are cut together by the editor. And so you, do, you do both sides of that, do you? Yeah, I do both sides. And currently, so you never talk about your company. Do you, do they know who you are at work? No, no, they really. I mean, other than the fact that I'm an editor, <laughs> no, uh, they're not really. 
I find generally that a lot of people are the 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 cachet that that I hold doesn't really translate outside of Web 2.0, <laughs> and for that I'm actually grateful right. because I, I nice. think yeah yeah no believe it or not outside of 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 the internet um, I'm just a regular Joe and I'm perfectly all right with that. <laughs> And so, I'm, I'm um, and so you're a married guy with what? Couple, two kids living, one living kid. with you, family. One kid in 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 Los Angeles, right? That's correct. Right. So so tell us about Dig and how did how did you how did you get started? And how did you find it? And... Well, I, I came about Dig in a roundabout way. I I, uh, I was a huge fan of uh, Tech TV, and uh, before that, ZD TV, Ziff Davis. TV and a huge fan of the uh, show The Screensavers, which there had been nothing like that on television before, which was a uh, television show that was specifically geared towards the technology enthusiast and didn't dumb itself down. Basically, essentially, they assume that that um, they assume that the uh, the people watching the show had already had a, a, uh, a full knowledge of the technology that they were talking about. So they didn't feel that they had to dumb themselves down or, um, uh, or talk down to their audience. They, they, you know, the, their audience was essentially the, the, they, they were custom geared towards their audience. And that was me, you know, the technology enthusiast, somebody who loves tech. Um, and, the uh, to make a long story story short, the on screen servers there were several hosts, Leo Laporte, um, uh, and a couple of other hosts. Kevin Rose was one of the hosts, uh, and um, Tech TV essentially broke up and and became G4, and they they dropped the screen savers as a show. And at, when they did that, all of the principals went off to do other things. Uh, Leo Laporte, uh, Patrick Norton, Kevin Rose, they all went to do things outside of broadcast television. And uh, what they essentially settled on was podcasts. And so I, I have followed their podcasts. I listened to Leo's podcast. Um, Patrick Norton was uh, had uh, um, DLTV for a while until he finally settled in with Revision three and so Kevin Rose. You, you followed those guys for years, and so then when Kevin Rose came out with Dig, you just jumped straight on it. Is that basically well, what happened? Kevin Rose came out with the Dignation podcast, and and I followed that, and it was through Dignation that I discovered Dig. I, I had never heard of Dig before, the Dignation podcast, and so uh, I joined Dig and um, was just a, a Dig. Was just a, a uh, would just read the, the stories on the site. I wouldn't participate at first, but uh, after a while, I, I noticed that it was user-generated content and that anyone could participate. And so I started looking around the internet for stories that I thought would be interesting to the dig audience and started submitting those. And it was, I think, I, don't know, I, I, I may be wrong about this, but I, I think it was like my third submission that hit the front page. So that was like a gambler's thing. Like you get you hit the jackpot that one time. There's that high, and you're like, my God, I got to come back for more, right? 
Well, you know, it's exciting to 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 know that that something that you like is appealing to a broader range of people. To to know that something that you find appealing uh, is also appealing to the, the this vast majority of 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 the dig audience. So yeah, it was so, a little bit of a so then a, so what happened there? I mean, because. I don't know. Are you actually still, as of right now, are you still the number one digger? Um, yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm, I avoid using hierarchical terms like that, <laughs> you know, uh, um, because dig itself has removed the uh, their their list of of top diggers is what it used to be called. Uh, still have the data. Yeah, the the data is still there, and 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 yes, I mean technically, according to that data, I still have more front page stories than than any other user. But uh, but things shift around. It's a moving target. You know, there are different uh, uh, people who are who are who have more stories per month or per week. You know, I. I think I I hold the record for more the most of all time, but uh, I'm certainly not the number one uh, user on a weekly yeah, or monthly. I'm now, and I, I see you there. So you are, yeah, you're you're still well well and truly number one. Three thousand mm-hmm. stories popular. In the next yeah over is, over uh, three thousand. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm grateful that for the most part that. The stuff that I've liked has been also uh, appeal has also appealed to the majority of the the dig dig audience. But you know, if you go on a on a on a strictly on a ratio basis, they have a, um, what's known as a, um, a you know popularity uh, a percentage, and that is essentially the number of stories that you've submitted. Uh, uh, the ratio of the number of stories you submitted to the number of stories that have actually hit the front page. And by that ratio, I have a 27% popularity, which means that less than a third of the stories that I've submitted has, have actually made the front page. Well, so that's an interesting point then. How do you, how do you have that? If, I mean, a third of the stuff that you submit goes to the front page or just under. How, how on earth do you manage to predict that with so much accuracy? Um, I I don't. I mean, I don't try to predict it. I just, I just submit the best stuff that I can find. I mean, that's basically the bottom, the bottom and line. The stuff that's that you think's the best, and and you're, yep. are you are you kind of the dig version of Joe the plumber? Like you represent the everyman that that follows dig stuff, and so therefore it tends to be what you like is is liked by a lot of people. Yes, I would say I would say so. You know, I, I submit the stuff that I feel is that I feel is the best content and the content that will most appeal to the majority of the dig, the dig audience. And, and, and in that respect, it turns out to be about a third of the stuff that I submit um, is people also share that, 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 that sentiment with that it's, that they like it as well. So, I mean, I've got to ask you, you're obviously, um, well, there's a couple of questions here, but um Firstly, what's your motivation? You, you, you obviously spend a lot of time on there. Mm-hmm. Why, why do you do it? Why, why do so much? You're not getting, I, I assume you're not getting paid, or, or, or are you, and how does that work? <clears throat> no, I'm, I'm not getting paid. Uh, it's basically, it's a, it's a hobby for me, but it's a great 
it's a great, no other hobby that I know of has the fringe benefit of keeping you so well informed in current events. I mean, I, th- that's the one thing about DIG and other social news and networking groups that I, that I uh, know of. It's, it's amazing how, how quickly the people who use those sites are informed about current events outside of the general, general uh, populace. Like, I will know of something that I won't hear in mainstream media for literally two or three days, sometimes two or three days to a week out. Then I'll hear something that I, I first saw on Dig or first saw on other uh, social news sites. And it's just, it just fascinates me how, how the, the turnaround time between uh, the, the time that, that, that I'm informed of something through my using uh, uh, social news sites and, and how late mainstream media picks it up. So you are, are you using other sites other than Dig, or are you, are you mainly focused on, on Dig? Yeah, I also use um, uh, uh, Mix.com and uh, Reddit, although uh, on Reddit I don't go by Mr. Babyman. Are you a top user on Reddit as well? Um, no, no, but I'm I'm doing okay actually. I'm doing I'm doing okay, and and this is this is the interesting thing. I, I started using Reddit because I wanted to know for my own um, sense of uh, of satisfaction if it was just the Mister Babyman name that was driving stories. All right, right. You know, it's kind of like, I liken it to uh, when Stephen King decided that he was going to ghostwrite under the pen name Richard Bachman. He wanted, he did that because he wanted to know if it was just, if it was just the Stephen King name that was selling books and if he couldn't just, if he had lost his, his, his focus, if he couldn't make it happen, if he went by a different name entirely. So I'm on the edge of my seat. What was the answer? Um, I'm doing very well. I'm doing quite well. You know, I've only been at it for less than less than a year on on Reddit, and uh, I'm I'm not doing too bad actually. Hmm. Interesting. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think it, it proves the the uh, it proves the point that it's it's all about finding the content and not right. necessarily the name. I mean, I can start from scratch at any site. Um, and still have the ability to find content that I feel would be appealing to other other uh, users of the of the networks. Okay, um, I, I want to ask the big question. I mean, you, you, you briefly answered it, but I'm, I want to ask about it a little bit more in depth. Um, and that's the uh, you obviously the, the the traffic that gets sent through Dig has has a. a, a I mean, you, you guys could be potentially sending around. I, um, in fact, I'm sure you are sending around hundreds of millions of dollars worth of traffic per year. Um, I mean, there is value to it, although people complain that dig, dig traffic is low-quality traffic because people just come and leave. But it's still, for sites doing CPM advertising and that kind of stuff, it is it is very, very high value. So there's obviously um, a, a big opportunity for financial payback on this sort of stuff. Now, you, you said point blank you, you don't. Um, I mean, have you ever accepted any kind of money at all? No. Not for no, no not not for um, submitting a story 
to dig. Um, I just don't. It, first of all, it's against the terms of, of service at, at dig in particular. So um, I wouldn't feel right about doing that. And um, and I personally wouldn't feel right about doing it either because it just it just feels a little slimy <laughs> to me. <laughs> you know, I'm not in it to 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 make money off of people for for them giving me their their story and submitting it. Um, yeah, because it, and it, you know, it, in the the bottom line is it is it really wouldn't work out that 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 way anyway because. Um, what people are attracted to is the content. So if you're trying to promote content that is not, that is not worthy and you're doing it by paying a submitter to submit it for you, you're, you're wasting your money. You're wasting your money because, um, no matter how good the submitter is, if the content isn't worth it, um, people aren't going to go for it. People aren't going to promote it to the front page. If you take content that's on the edge a little bit, um, you know, you or one of the others in your position could could you know be the ones that tip it over the edge, and and instead of it getting a few digs and a little bit of traffic, it becomes a, a snowball, right, or a, a snowstorm. Um, I suppose, I suppose, but you know, content that's usually on the edge a little bit is promotable without any sort of you know, artificial means without being paid for it. But there are other top dig users that have accepted money and do accept money. Is that not correct? I have read about that, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know anybody personally, but I have read stories. In fact, there was one story, I can't remember whose blog it was, but somebody had, had conducted an interview with um, right. an interview right. that, ironically enough, the interviewee, uh, I'm sorry, the interviewer had paid that person to conduct uh, and how the interviewee was actually, you know, being paid by sites to submit content. And um, for a while there, I was trying to figure out who it was, but I could never figure out. I think I narrowed it down to a couple of people, but I could never figure out quite who, who it was. And I guess that sort of stuff would be kept very on, very on the DL so that, yeah, and you know, there's another site that I that I that I that I ran across recently called Social Elves, and, I, and I, I'm almost I'm almost sorry that I mentioned their name out loud because I think what they're doing is a little is is not very scrupulous, but they guarantee a front page for like 300 bucks, and uh, and once again, I know that those people that are working there at Social Elves, they have to have come from within the dig community, and people within the dig community know everybody else. We all know everybody else. So that's the thing is that the, whoever runs social elves has got to be somebody that I know or have known at one time, but I don't know who it is. And, um, you know, I'm not, I, 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 I don't condone what they're doing. So if you did find out who it was that, or who is being paid for dig for uh, submitting stories, would you, would that effectively lock them out of your circle? Well, you know, I'm, you know, I, I'm not. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't rat them out because I'm not. It's not my. It's not my business to to poke into their business. But I would. I would personally disassociate myself with them. Right. Hmm. Have you been offered money to um, submit stories? Oh, I've. 
I'm offered money all the time. <laughs> like, like how often? <laughs> uh, a couple times a week at least. But I mean, I, first thing right off the bat is, is somebody approaches me like that, and I tell them right off the bat, I don't accept money for this. And I'll tell them, you know, I will be happy to take a look at your stories. I'll be more than happy to take a look at what you what you have to share with me. And if I feel that it's something that's appealing to the dig community, I'll be happy to submit it, you know, free of charge. But I won't take it. But nine times out of ten, it's stuff that's it's some sort of form of marketing. And it's just stuff that the dig community would, would will see through right away. And I, I don't even bother. What's, you know, I have what to know, the, what's the biggest offer you've had so far? Um, you know, I have heard of people offering like the, um, the, the person, the person who conducted this interview, uh, claimed that he had been offered upwards of a hundred thousand. I think it was a hundred thousand per submission or something like that. That's crazy money. I've, I've never been offered anywhere close to that, but I think maybe that is because people already are aware of my reputation and how I feel about it. Um, but, uh, uh, I would say I think maybe five thousand. Hmm. And is that uh, with the, 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 a guarantee that it hits the front page or gets to the top twenty-four hours, or is that just? I think that just take? that was just to submit. I, the conversation really didn't get much further than that because a lot of times the conversation will start with, um, "Do you accept money for dig submissions, or will you? Can I pay you for a dig submission?" And I don't even get into it past that point. I just outright tell them. I don't do that. So, I, you know, I, so the people typically that are offering you are they, you know, are they like MLM type companies or what kind of what kind of guys are typically coming to you? Um, a lot of them are social marketing or people who have some sort of marketing that the, that they that that they want to promote. Um, I would say ninety percent. I mean, are they, you know, are they Viagra type guys or? It's... Um. I don't really know because a lot of times the conversation, as I said, doesn't really get much further. Once they, once they learn that I don't accept money for that, the conversation doesn't go much further than that. Although I do tell them straight out, you know, hey, you know, I'll be happy to take a look at what you've got. Right. If it's something, because, you know, you never know. You might find a diamond in the rough. I also get approached by, um, by uh, a lot of online uh, content producers um, and those online content producers will say, hey, you know, I've got this story coming out. Um, like, I'll give you some uh, examples like um, Car and Driver or uh, Popular Mechanics or um, uh, uh, content producers like that. And they will, they will tip me off to stories that they're going to be promoting. And, um, and I say the same thing to them. You know, I'm not I don't accept any money, but I'll be happy to take a look at the content. And if I think it's it's um, uh, would appeal to the rest of the dig community, I'll be happy to share it. And uh, a lot of times, that content is really good content, and it's content that that I I feel that the dig community uh, would enjoy. And I do share that content. I'm happy to share whatever content uh, somebody feels is is going to be of value to the dig community. But that the the actual content that is valuable to the dig community is is few and the margin of that of, of success for that is very slim. 
don't you ever think about it. I mean, you know, you, you, you're an employee. You could be working from home. You could mm-hmm. be submitting your stuff on Dig all day long and, and getting paid for it, and that could be your income. I mean, that's, that thought's got to have crossed your mind. You know, you buy, buy some nice stuff for your kid and take your wife out more and, you know, all those sorts of things you could do with more money. That's got to be, it's got to be tempting, or is it just not even, not even something that crosses your mind? Well, I mean, there are two things. The one, first of all, I think if this were if if my hobby, which I'm enjoying and having a lot of fun with, were to become an occupation, it would it would take all the fun out of it and put all the stress into it. Then I would have to be concerned about, you know, did I make certain quota? Or did I did I fulfill certain obligations in order to in order to earn my keep and um, my skill set in my regular occupation is is valuable enough that I don't have to worry about how well I do on on dig or any other social news networks you know I I can uh, I I exist completely off of what I do for a living so I don't have to you know I can keep my hobby and keep it as a fun thing for me to do. I don't have to worry about it, it being a, a, a job requirement. Oh, and, and the yeah. second thing is, the, the second thing I wanted to mention is, even if that were the case, even if I were to decide to monetize this in some way, I would not do it by accepting money for submissions. I think that the, the, the optimum way to do that is, because that is, that is getting that is getting fish for people. And instead of getting fish for people, I would rather teach someone how to fish. I'd rather teach content producers how to create content that would be appealing to that demographic as opposed to I being responsible. The issue as well would be if you were well known to be taking money, then like you said, probably other guys would say the same. They'd be like, well, you know, Baby Man's taking cash now. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna work with him on this stuff so much. And so that would probably reduce your influence as well, wouldn't it? Well, right, right, exactly. Well, you know, and that would, yeah, I mean, people would, would always be wondering, is the content that he's promoting something that he's been paid for? Is it legitimate? Or is it something that he really feels is interesting to the rest of the big community? And I think a lot of what people, a lot of my reputation uh, it relies on the fact that this is something that I um, came across one way or another and I found to be appealing to the rest of the dig community. And if it was, if people had it in the back of their minds that this was something that, that, that I was being paid for, it, it, the value of the stuff that I would submit would, would, it would have less of a value overall. Yeah, fair enough. Um, now you've talked a bit about your relationships with others. Um, what does that mean? Do you, I mean, do you actually know the other, you know, like let's say the top thousand diggers? Do you know all those guys? And what does the relationship mean? Do you do you, do you go out to bars with them? Do, are they? Do you talk <laughs> to them on instant messenger? Like what kind? What kind, How do you actually know these guys? Yeah, actually, not not. I would say in the top one hundred, I know quite a few of those people, and. Uh, I talk with them over uh, email, over IM. Uh, I've gone to bars with a couple of them uh, and, and met a few of them in real life. And um, 
you know, we all have the same hobby. For a lot of us, it's not a hobby. A lot of people that I that I know that are in the top 100 are actually in the social marketing field, and uh, not that's not to say that they're necessarily um, submitting big stories for pay, but they're uh, um, they're in the field of uh, of helping other people uh, create content that is that is um, appealing to that demographic. What what some would call dig bait, <laughs> link bait. <laughs> right. So, um, so, but yeah, no, I know a lot of those people, and hang, we we hang out and we talk, and we we have uh, we have a shared um, we have a shared background, so we 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 um, we can relate. We can all relate. Um, I mean, but what do you talk about? It's like, hey, dude, go dig my thing, or are you guys like, hey, you know, that was a cool picture of a car. <laughs> well, a lot of times we'll talk about like when it gets down to. Um, talking about submitting for social news sites. We talk about strategies. We talk about um, particular submissions. If somebody made a submission that we found was particularly interesting or in, in the way, in the way other submitters are finding their content perhaps, or we talk about sites that might be, uh, interesting to other dig users. It's it's basically you know water cooler discussion. So you, you guys are talking about the you normally say the business, but the, the, not not the business behind dig, but the strategy behind keeping stuff up and 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 driving traffic. I mean that's effectively what you're is that that's what you're, you're talking with. That you're is almost like a team uh, chatting about. Yes, them. that is effectively we where we are like a team, but we're not working, but we're all working, but we're. We're like a team, but when it comes down to it, we're all um, we're all. What am I trying to say? We're like a team, but when it when it comes down to it, we're all. Um, it's all on us. We're all trying to excel individually. Um, but you know what? It's kind. Of, it's it, having said that, there there's a sense of competition. There's a sense of competition in that each of us want to do as well as we individually can, but at the same time, it's a zero-sum game as we all try to help each other as well. So you're competing against each other to, to, be, to get to the top, but at the, at, at the same time, you're helping each other to get there. Yes, that's correct. So how does that work? Um, I mean, surely... Do you, do you not help the guys that are coming close to you? And, and actually, I mean, to that point, how on earth, why are you better than the others? <laughs> I, um, I guess that's subjective, but you, you, you know, uh, on these rankings, you're you're far far and away more popular than than the other guys. Well, I think I think believe it or not, I think it it does boil it, it does come down to, to uh, it is subjective, and it's basically about I think it's the stuff that appeals to me is I think the stuff that appeals to more other people in general, and also you have to take into account that there are. Um, that that I work in in a in in a volume, uh, 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 on a volume basis as well. Like yeah, but you if, do do volume, but you're doing quality because a third of your submissions get to the front page, right? Yes, so, but I I do know other submitters who for whom half of their or almost half of their submissions get to the front page, forty forty percent, forty five percent. So those 
I, I really respect those people because those people don't have to work quite as hard to get more of their stories on the front page than I do. How much time are you spending each day on, on, on Dig? Um, I would say on average between, well, let's see, I'd say about one, about an hour in the morning and the majority of it is at night after uh, my wife and my daughter have gone to bed. Um, and then occasionally during the day, if I uh, have a break or um, the part of the, uh, the anyone in the, who's in the film industry will tell you that it, it's what's known as a hurry up and wait business, which means that when we are when we are doing something, we are doing something fast and furious at our at our job. But a lot of it involves um, waiting for the next rush to happen. So there is a, a little bit of downtime or time when when um, not so much downtime, but time when we're waiting for the machine to do something. Like uh, um, uh, in my industry, when we're ingesting content into the machine, we call it digitizing. And uh, a lot of times the computer has to basically do that work. We get it started, but it has to do that work, and we can't we, – we're basically babysitters. Uh, and during that time, there is some free time to check your email, whatever. Uh, and a lot of times I'll log on to DIG and check my RSS feeds and see if there's anything interesting there to submit. So – um, a lot of gaps in during the day where you can do it. You're doing it late at night after your family's gone to bed and then a little bit in the morning. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, are we talking like five hours a day you're on there? I would say four, pro, pro, between four and five, yeah. Right. Hmm. So, yeah, you're pretty serious about it. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Well, I mean, I can't think of it's It's my primary hobby. You know, I love right. to play video games, too, when I'm when I'm not... Uh, 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 social news submitting, and, and uh, I'm a huge video game fan. I think I've, I always have been from the, from the from the early days, from the you know Atari days. Oh, but, Atari! Uh, I didn't know. I'm, I'm an Amiga guy. I had the Amiga and the Commodore 64. Oh, we had in Australia. <laughs> there was nothing on. There was nothing to be for the Amiga at that time. Everything was on the Atari. Well, back in our time, and the Amiga was where it's at. We kind of looked down on the Atari. Uh, oh, really? You, how old are you? I'm 36. How old are you? I'm 40. Okay. Um, so I went yeah, straight from Atari to Nintendo. All right. Yeah, I stopped after the Amiga. <laughs> um, what does your wife think about all of this? I mean, obviously, um, she, she's the one that came up with your nickname, right? She, that's correct. She, it, it was a... Um, <laughs> Mr. Babyman, like, could you get, pick a more embarrassing nickname? Yeah, well, you know, it, it was a pet name for me, and, I, and, and, uh, and I've explained this before on, uh, in other interviews, but it, essentially it's a, it's an, it's a tr- it's an homage to my arrested development. It's the fact that I'm such a kid at heart, right, even right. though I'm as old as I am and have a, have a kid myself. Well, I think even though you're the guy with the, the Mr. Babyman name, it probably well describes a lot of a lot of internet of us internet geeks. I think. <laughs> it totally does. <laughs> There's a lot of arrested development out there. <laughs> yeah, very much. So. And what does your wife think about it all? Is she cool with it? She thinks it's. You think she, does she think you're crazy? I mean, what is, where does she come from? Um, she's both cool with it and she thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> she she occasionally she she finds herself having to be extremely tolerant with what is essentially a hobby that doesn't pay any money. So right. so, so um 
uh, I test her, uh, her, her patients, um, often with that, but I try to, I try to keep it during hours when, uh, when either she's not up or my daughter's not up so that it's not, so it doesn't take away from our family time. Right. Uh, fair enough. Um, <clears throat> I know, I've got so many things I want to ask you about. Um, the, how do you, um, how do you actually dig? I've seen a lot of comments on there saying like, oh, Mr. Baby Man's using automated tools. And, you know, you, there, they, there was, I, I saw a story posted where they were looking at the timings of some of the digs being done and they were being done too fast for a human to have done them. Hmm. Well, well, dig has governors in place to prevent that from happening anymore. But, uh, um, you know, if you try and do that now, you'll get a, uh, uh, pop-up that says, you know, whoa, you're digging too fast. Slow down there. Uh, and I've never seen that pop-up since they've enacted those governors, so I think I'm probably doing it at the right pace. But, uh, at, at, you know, you used to be able to just, and, and I still do, open up stories in different tabs on, on Firefox, um, which is my preferred browser, and um, just click through the stories uh, on, on each of the tabs. But uh, now I do it a little bit slower now. Uh, or I'll, sometimes I'll count to three before I click the next the next story in so a tab. You're manually doing all the voting by hand. Yes. Have you ever used tools? No. No. Every every single story that I've I've ever done has been me sitting down at the computer clicking the button. Right. Now, how does this sort of stuff work? I mean, you know the other guys in the community. How how does it actually work? Like, why are you voting for their stuff? And I mean, is it, is it this trading behind the scenes that's going on? Like, okay, you know, I got your back. I'll I'll vote your next hundred stories up. Like, how, how does that actually work? I'm sorry. One more time. How does it actually work in terms of voting for stories? Like, who? Why do you vote for guys' stories? I mean, you're you're wheeling and dealing with guys behind the scenes, right? To to vote for each other's stories, or how does that actually happen? No, I mean nothing really happens behind the scenes. I have a a list of friends that I uh, that I have added to my you know my friends list, and I will go through my friends' uh, stories and and select the ones that are uh, that appeal to me, or that I think would also appeal to to, to the dig, dig audience. But there's no like behind the scenes, no back channel sort of arrangements. It's just basically, you know, if I if I'm looking at my friends list and I'm and I see a story that I like and I think would appeal to everybody, I'll, I'll click it as well. Um, or the other thing that will happen is if I am looking at the dig front page and I notice that I'm seeing a lot of really good stories from a particular submitter, I will add that submitter to my friends list so that I will now be watching their stories as well. And then it's just basically going through my friends list and, and, and and now, uh, having said that, now there's the recommendation engine, which um, I really like because it, it 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 gives me the opportunity to see a lot of other submitters that I would normally have never have noticed. So I'll, I'll, and I'll find a lot of great stories through those submitters too. And 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 I've I've added friends from within that process as well. I can gone through um, the recommendation engine and uh, have uh, uh, found guys who are great submitters, and I'll add them as, as my friends as well. 
So what you're saying is it's not so much based on relationships with guys. It's more around the content. I mean, so you're actually checking every single thing out. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't often have the time to check them out in depth, but um, the same things that appeal to a lot of dig, uh, the dig users appeal to me, which is a lot of times is a, is a very enticing title or description. <laughs> you know, if so, I see... So if you're not actually checking something out in depth, you, you, there is kind of an informal thing where you're voting for another guy's stuff and he's voting for yours, right? But there's no, there's no, um, there's no sort of a, a secret arrangement for that. I mean, um, I don't tell anyone to vote for my stuff, or any, anyone is free to vote for any of my my uh, stuff if they want to, uh, or not vote for it, or bury it, or uh, you know, or uh, do anything with it. Um, I just, it's all basically what go, goes through what I, my process is I go through my friends list. Then I'll go through the, um, the upcoming, um, the recommendation engine, and then eventually through the front page. And, and I feel that my, my votes on stuff that are for the front page are, are less crucial to the submitters because it's already on the front page. I mean, it's not going to make it any more on the front page by my digging it. Um, so for me to help out my fellow submitters, it's of more value to go through stuff that is not yet on the front page. Does that make sense? If you were to stop voting for other people's submissions, do you think you would lose the ability to, to get um, uh, front page submissions like you have? Um, I, I honestly, I don't know, but I, I think that people still respond to good content and I still provide the best content that I can. And there have been days where I haven't, I haven't dug other people's uh, stories as much as I've submitted my own. And, um, I, I don't see any negative impact from doing that. You know, I've, I've had essentially the same amount of stories dug on there as I normally have. It's just, uh, I mean, the same amount of stories submitted from there. I'm, let me start that over again. I've seen the same amount of stories promoted from that, from on those days than I have on uh, any other day. It's just basically it's good content. The, the content is king on, on dig or any other social news site. I guess what I don't understand is you're saying that you, you're not looking at the content that much. I mean, you do take a quick look at it. Yeah. But you're going in and voting for it, um, yeah. which, okay, you know, you're, so you're following terms of service and all that sort of stuff. But I don't understand what your motivation would be to go and do that if it wasn't for some sort of reciprocity with other guys to vote for your stuff. Well, there is, there is a level of reciprocity, but it's also... I want to see good content on the front page of Dig. You know, I I want to see the content on, and, and occasionally, you know, there there are plenty of stories every day that I look at that I haven't submitted that are like, damn, that's a really good story. I want to get that to the front page of, of Dig, right. and so I'll I'll vote on it to to promote it. But it's you know I, I'm I'm as much of a reader on dig as i am a submitter so i i i want to see good content on there myself 
irregardless of the fact that it's not stuff that I've submitted. You know, I'm as much of a big fan of seeing good content on Dig from other people as I am from myself. Yeah, obviously you know about all this stuff. I mean, you have your your own podcast and you're out there on Twitter as well. And, yeah. and, you know, I don't feel yeah, that... I, I guess, would it be an issue if, if there was a... I mean, I guess there is this, this reciprocity. I mean, why would that be an issue if that's not out in the open? It would seem... I mean, that's, it is social networking, right? These, these are it, your friends it, and you're helping each other out. Why would there be a... Absolutely. Um, absolutely. You know, I, I completely agree with that. And I don't understand necessarily why some people have a qualm with it. I mean, the whole idea behind social networking and social news in particular is that it's social. I mean, you develop relationships around friends and you help each other out. Right. I mean, otherwise, otherwise it would be done in a, I can't even think of the the process or any other site that that maybe Yahoo Buzz. I mean, I don't know how clicks form on Yahoo Buzz, but uh, it doesn't seem to me, at least initially, that there's as as much social networking through Yahoo Buzz as there is on on sites like Dig and Reddit and Mix. Right. Yeah, I mean, to, to me, I don't have a problem with it. Um, I, I they're using collaborative filtering like this for a reason because it's mm-hmm. it, it's working. I mean, we, we've known about just simple click voting for a long time, but clearly there's something more powerful when you have a a group or a a team that are going in and doing this stuff. And I guess you know, just acknowledging uh, to me, it is a team, and and you are you guys are all actively helping each other out to go and dig stuff up. I mean, that's that's as I as I understand it. I guess I right. don't understand why that would be an issue for me. It's it doesn't make sense because that's just how it same, works. And if you don't like that same. particular methodology, there's other sites with other ways of doing it. Right, and, and people have had qualms. The, the other thing that you brought up was the fact that uh, I'm not looking at everything in depth. Uh, and to that point, I would have to say that um, this is true, but it's it's hard for me to explain. But having done this as long as I've done it, which you know I've been an active member uh, on Dig uh, at least since. 2005, late 2005, I think. Um, but, uh, uh, and I think it's either late 2005 or late 2006. I can't remember which, but uh, um, uh, I can do the research on that. But having done that, I recognize good content immediately. I mean, I can look at an RSS feed and look at the the title and the summary in an RSS feed, and I will know immediately whether that story is front page worthy or not. And, and that just simply comes down to, boils down to experience. You know, having done it as often as I, as I have, I know immediately just by looking at the summary that that story is, is worthy of the front page. Well, there's your consulting business right there. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> you know, and it, it's it's just it, it's it's an experiential thing. It comes from experience and and uh, having seen enough of of what constitutes good content on the front page of Dig and other social networking sites. Um, I can I know what that front page content should look like, and I know. 
I know how to guide people to get that to happen. And I have actually helped other people out with crafting um, content for specifically for social networks. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously you could do that well. And my, my thing is anyway, if you weren't providing value to this team of guys that are going out there and voting for stuff, then your your influence would diminish and you wouldn't be able to achieve what you got done. I don't know, I, I see it as a, it's, 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 it's just how it works. I, I don't understand. So let's talk about the, the controversy. Um, there was a period back, I guess, like a couple of months ago, where um, <coughs> you know, everyone's calling you like Mr. Baby Spam, and you're getting all all of yeah. these anti-Mr. Baby Man posts are, are all getting voted up, and you're getting really ripped on a lot. I mean, some of it, I thought, has yeah. gotten, gotten pretty nasty. Mm-hmm. What's all that about, and why do you think that so much of the community has, has turned against you, but yet you still remain a, a, a top user? <coughs> I find that well, fascinating. Well, a lot of people, I mean, the, the majority of the accusations of the uh, of the controversy boils down to accusations that I am accepting money for content submitted and um and and I I never have and and here's the 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 crazy thing about this is that for as many of those accusations ha- that have been railed against me no one has ever brought up any any evidence to prove it so it's well, in like in any case like that you got to got to give evidence no, I right. I mean, you can't, and the evidence doesn't exist because it just doesn't does not happen. I I don't accept money for submissions. Right. So, um, I mean, that's where the 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 nickname Mr. Baby Spam comes from is uh, uh, people who think that I'm accepting money. You know, and and like I said before, I'd be I'd be happy to look at anybody's content and submit it if it's good enough, but um, I don't do it for money and I think a lot of it is is boiled down to a lot of people are surprised at how one or two or a handful of submitters can be so popular on a regular basis and right. um, I, I think I don't know I think they have a hard time figuring out why that's possible without any sort of without any sort of artificial influence so, so effectively, you know, you're you're where there with the top 100 or so guys. Um, you guys are, are, are digging stuff up, and you're there. It's almost like your click. And then the rest of the community doesn't really understand how they're just reading stuff and occasionally posting, and so they're the ones that are get, seeing this stuff yeah. and then getting annoyed. But that, your your power is still there because you're still tied in with your group of guys that are uh, that are doing all the work. Is that, is that still, a, an accurate summary? Yeah, we're still providing great content, and I think the bottom. I think that wins out overall. I mean, over all of the criticism, if somebody is still providing great content, providing value to the community, um, that the proof is, of the pudding is right there. I mean, that's that's the winning argument. And you know, I you know, I see the same kind of criticisms and the same things uh, 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 railed against other users as well. But I think it's because I'm perceived as being the top user that that. I get the, I bear the brunt of it. Um, well, it's got, I mean, it has gotten really nasty, but I, I mean, uh, is there a group that's actively working against you? I mean, you, you're attracting all the trolls. Do you think that's where it's coming from? <laughs> I totally am attracting the trolls. And, you know, and, I, and I've, I've seen, here's the other thing, too, is a lot of the people who, who, who hold that kind of criticism against me, they, they don't share the same experience that I do. And, and what I mean by that is that 
I will look at the profiles. I will go to the profiles of the people who have who say nasty things against me or other users. And I notice a lot of similarities in the profiles, and that being that they have almost no friends. Like we're talking pe- people who who have maybe five five friends at most. And they've submitted virtually nothing, if anything, to the community. So these are people who do not submit and do not have a network of friends and are wondering why people who submit frequently and have a network of friends get to the front page. But it's, it's not just individuals because their comments are getting voted up. So it is, it is other people in the community that feel the same way, right? Yeah, but you know, you know the uh, the criticism on the internet is a uh, because the internet is an, is 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 essentially anonymous. You get a lot of people who are um, you know one person can say something, and then you have a lot of faceless voices behind them who are like, all right, you know, I, I have I have nothing to be afraid of for for joining in with the criticism because there are no there are no consequences there's no right the internet lynch mob exactly exactly and that's why you know a lot of times individual comments will get voted voted individual negative comments will get voted down um but if you see like a couple of times there have been whole stories that have been uh submitted about me and negative stories and those stories once if they hit the front page people will just dogpile on top of those stories because there's no there's no uh, uh consequence to it there's no there's no you know reciprocation on the internet for for being negative yeah it's, it's i guess that's a really interesting dynamic because there, there's a, the, the the larger community doesn't have any power to also do anything it's it's you and the guys that are submitting stuff and so i guess that's where some of the frustration comes from yeah frustration i think is is the is the key word here is a lot of frustration and there's no you know there's no accountability to 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 negativity on the internet and that that is right. a i think that is a huge dynamic that is a larger problem than than any individual criticism that people have against me or any other submitter it's the fact that there's no accountability for being as nasty as you want to on the internet how do you respond then to guys saying that um, they submitted something three days before you did and you just go and pull all the stuff off Reddit and post it straight onto Dig? And um, I mean, do you have routines where you are aggregating from you know five other key sites to get there? I mean, how how are you finding all this stuff? Yeah, I find stuff. I, I have a number of different stories, uh, sources. I've got RSS feeds. I do look at other social uh, networking communities for my content, but there's nothing. There's, I feel there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, the content. I feel that the content can come from anywhere on the internet. I mean, there's no, no social news site has the uh, the sole rights to the content that's submitted on it. There's nothing wrong with cross posting between social news communities. And if somebody, if 10 people, like say, for example, if I, if I find a story that is interesting on, on Reddit, for example, and I submit it to dig, if 10 people have seen that story already on Reddit and complain about that, there are hundreds of people who haven't seen it, who don't visit Reddit, who haven't seen it anywhere else that appreciate that content on dig. 
So it's not about, um, quote unquote, stealing content from other sites. It's about getting that content on dig. So, um, and, well, with that point, like someone, because there's a rule in dig that says you're not supposed to submit something that's already submitted. But then, so guys, will, they say they submit something and then Mr. Babyman comes along and submits it three days later. And because it's Mr. Babyman, it goes to the top. Right. Well, they're, ta- they're talking about stuff that's been sum- submitted to Dig already. Right. Right. So um, news comes from – here's the, the situation in a lot of those cases, is that news comes from a number of different stor- sources as well. So, for example, if somebody submits a story from uh, UPI and that story – for some reason or another, didn't happen to make the front page. And I should, you know, without ever having any um, contact with that person or their submission, come across the same story on the AP wire and submit that story. And, it's, you know, essentially the same the, the story about the same incident. Uh, then a lot of times I'll get, you know, people will say, well, I stole that from somebody or su- such and such a person who submitted it, you know, three days ago or a year ago or, you know, six months ago. And, um, I mean, I, news sources come from different – sources come from different – what I'm trying to say, stories come from different sources. So – I can't keep track of everything that has been submitted on Dig, and a lot of times Dig's own dupe detectors don't work as well as they as they should. And sometimes it's easier if you're doing a search for something that has been on Dig to go to Google and type in the title of the the story, and then type in Dig to see if it's been on Dig through Google than it is on Dig's own search filters. So I guess the point is that those guys don't have the contacts that you do to be able to drive a story to the top and those right. relationships. And so that's, that's, that's you know, okay. Right. So, so and the choice lot- is, dude, you submitted your story three days ago and it's still sitting there, or you submitted a year ago and it didn't get any visibility. I've done everybody a favor because I've come along and made it rise when, when you weren't able to, because otherwise this wouldn't have got to the top. Right. Well, in a lot of in a lot of times, and there have been occasions where I will see a story that somebody has submitted. This happened just with a couple of weeks ago. I saw I saw a story that a, a user submitted, and I and I dug that story up, and I shared it with you know a lot of people that I knew, and I spread it around on Twitter and on on uh, on Plurk and other social uh, networking sites because I thought it was a great story. I wanted to see it on the front page of Dig. And it didn't get on the front page of Dig, so um, like a week passed, and 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 it, 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 it nothing ever came came of that. So I ran across that same video again, and and yeah, I I resubmitted it, and I and I put down right there in the uh, the comments, this story was originally submitted by such and such a submitter, um, but it unfortunately didn't make the front page, and I. I think that it's worthy of it, so you know, please give it a look, and if you like it, vote it up. So, but for me, you know, the, I think the 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 distinction is, for me, I don't care who submits it or who takes the credit for submitting it. It's not about 
the glory of increasing the glory of Mr. Baby Man. It's about getting the content to the front page of the site. I want to see the content. Why, why on would that be a motive, though? I mean, so you want to be the, the unpaid employee of Dig that's helping make their site better. What, what's the motivation for that? Well, and here's the thing. It doesn't matter. Dig is just my preference, but it doesn't matter to me that it's Dig or Reddit or Mix or Propeller or any other site. I mean, Dig just happens to be my current uh, pr- uh, preference for the, for, for the site. But I, you know, I want the same thing from stories that I submit at Reddit or Mix as well. I mean, I want to see good content uh, uh, rise to the top and get on the front pages of those sites as well, whether it's me or, or whether it's me who submits it or not. You know, if it's a story that I think is worth being on there and it, you know, it gets ignored or gets, um, or, or, or you know, doesn't make I don't it... understand because, in, like in the in the free software community, you know, like yeah. Richard Stallman and the stuff they're doing there, he it, for him it's almost. He, I mean, he, I don't know whether he'd agree or not agree, but it, it's almost like a religious thing. Like you know, we're going to do free software, and this is the right way, it's the one true way, and you know, we're contributing towards this. But I can understand kind of some of the motivations there, like you know, they, they really are doing some powerful stuff. I don't, I guess, I don't understand in the same way why you'd have this motivational feeling of contributing by by getting visibility on content. Um, I'm not sure I understand the question. You know, it's uh, basically it's just it it springs from a desire to want to see good content. I want to see good content reach as many eyeballs as possible, whether it's me or somebody else. You know, I, I prefer it to be me. I, I, I won't lie to you. I love the feeling of, of being the one that brought this great content to the large, to the largest number of eyeballs. Right. But if the, you know, the content is, is, is good. I don't care. You know, if I see the content, somebody else has submitted it. That's, I mean, that's why I dig other people's stuff is because it's great content. And I'm like, Oh, this is very cool. I want to see, I want to see it get to the front page. And I'm glad that this person has submitted it, you know, and, and, and I don't, if the content is good enough to, to justify resubmitting it later, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with, 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 um, Submitting it again after it's been submitted, you know, three or four days out, when after a point where it'll never reach the front page from that from the previous submission, to to take that content again and uh, give it a, another go. And if it doesn't work for me, then fine, then I gave it my shot. But it's not about me getting it to the front page. It's about it's a it's a desire to get that content to the front page because I think the content is worth it. Um, a while ago, I guess it was maybe six or eight months ago or so, um, there was a group of the top users that were going to leave Dig. Uh, yeah. And I, I saw, I read the chat and, you know, the Kevin and uh, Jay came on there and talked with you guys. What was all that about? I mean, what, what was actually going on there? Okay, the, there's, a, there's a great misunderstanding in what happened during that incident. And it's, it's, it seems to be a misunderstanding that has been the prevailing, um, uh, the prevailing uh, opinion of what happened, and and I'm and I'm I'm going to tell you straight out exactly from my from the from that from the horse's mouth itself what that was all about. That wasn't about 
leaving Dig, it was about getting the staff at Dig to be held accountable to 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 um, to certain guidelines. And what while we were going, the primary thing that we were trying to get to happen was we wanted to get a establish a line of communication between dig administration dig staff and its users and 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 that sprung from <clears throat> there there had been a lot of complaints from individual users and a lot of dig users were coming to me as because i guess they see me as a, as representative of the dig community and they feel like I have uh, a certain amount of influence being the the top dig user that that I would have a stronger voice than anybody else. A lot of dig users were coming to me saying, you know, I've been having these issues with dig and I've been writing to dig and they're not responding. They're not writing back, you know, or some people are, will will come to me and say, hey, you know, I've been banned from dig. And I didn't do anything. I didn't feel like I did anything wrong. And they, 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 they're not writing back to me telling me that what I did wrong. They're not communicating with me at all. So a lot of people were coming to me saying, can you do anything about this? What can you do to help establish a line of communication with DIG? Get them to listen to us. Um, and so, the, you know, we we outlined a series of points of, of things that we felt were wrong with DIG that we wanted to see corrected. And primarily the, the chief number one thing about that and the, 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 the point that I still feel the strongest about is opening a line of regular communication between DIG administration and its users. You know, there are other sites like Reddit and Mix, and Mix in particular has an excellent um, line of communication between the mix staff and the mix users. There, there's, a, there's a great um, sense of camaraderie in, and, and, and mix staff and mix users both feel like they're on the same team. It's, it really hasn't felt that way on dig. It feels like there, there is the, the dig administration who are, who are, are essentially feel like they have to be, have to police the community and the community itself. And maybe that's because a lot of the community is spammers and marketers and people are trying to, who, who are trying to exploit day. And that might be the case, but there should be some sort of regular communication between people who are, who are using dig in good faith and the dig uh, administration. So, uh, so do you have that line of communication now? No, not quite. Uh, but you know, the, what came out of that that um, conversation with with Jay and Kevin was the what they called the the Dig Town Hall, which was a commitment to have this um, open forum where they would discuss concerns that the Dig community had on a on a semi regular basis. But what I was shooting for, what I was, what I really wanted was a, a, an open, a regular forum. Like Mix has a forum, um, and I can't remember what their forum is called, uh, but uh, their forum, they have 
you know, it's just like a regular forum where where users can can start threads about Mix and they get responded to by the Mix administration. And I think Dig needs the same kind of thing, a regular forum where users can have threads open about certain issues that they have with Dig and expect a response from the Dig administration on a regular, on a daily basis. You know, and at one point, I'll tell you something. Um, a few years ago, a couple of years ago, Dig had its um, uh, a celebration uh, to commemorate its million registered users, and uh, I attended that, that 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 party, and I spoke with uh, a couple of the developers who worked at Dig, and and that was the, one of the first times that I mentioned this desire for some sort of an open forum, and uh, at the time, uh, one of the developers who I don't think is working there anymore has said, yeah, that was a great idea, and they had been thinking about that too, and even asked me if I'd be interested in heading up that, that community, being the uh, the liaison for that, that uh, community. And I said, I would love to. You know, it would be, I, I just want the communication to be established. Um, but that was a couple of years ago, and nothing has ever come of that. Every single big town hall that they have, the question comes up, when is the forum going to be ready? When are we going to have an open forum? And the answer is always soon. So <laughs> Maybe they need someone to go and set up PHPB for them. PHPB <laughs> and, uh... Well, you know, <laughs> that's funny. But, they're, you know, they're, like their, their, their stance in that regard is that PHPBB is not robust enough for what they feel uh, they need to do with the community, so, and they're, they're looking for their official word is that they're looking for a, a solution that's going to be extremely robust. But I'm like, my opinion on that is it doesn't have to work right perfectly right out the gate. It can be flawed as long as it's extant, as long as it's there to begin with. Well, maybe there's um, some other reason why they haven't done it yet. Well, that's. That's the general consensus of a lot of the people who listen to the response from the dig from the dig administration is that there must be why, some other. I don't understand why they wouldn't want to do that because and so here's here's the other part of, thing I want to ask about this. Um, we are we have gone over time. This is fascinating to me, so I'm okay to keep going if you are. But if that's you are, fine with me. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you, you guys, because you made the threat that you were all going to leave the site, right? That's that's how it was uh, was, how it was uh, portrayed. Okay. I want to. Here's the other thing I want to clear up. Um, there was a there was what was called a, a manifesto. Um, I'm going to try and make a long long story short here, but there was a, a series of complaints that we had drafted um, about what was what we felt was wrong with Dig, and it was me and a group of four or five other people, and we had all drafted this 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 essentially this letter of complaint with these points, bullet points. And I saw and I saw a second to the last draft of that complaint of that uh, uh, letter of complaint. Uh, and then that letter of complaint was published and 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 a dig submission was made of it and it was promoted. I never saw the published version until after it was published. And it, it, in that published version, 
included the threats to leave Dig, and uh, there were a couple of other. It was essentially made as like a manifesto, and there was like an ultimatum given. So I was not personally part of the movement to leave Dig. That all happened outside of my knowledge, and after the the last draft uh, of the letter that I'd seen had been ha- had been approved. So there, there's a there there are a few there are a few members of there are two or three other people who co-drafted that letter with me that decided that they were going to add on that ultimatum and make it like a, a revolt and a manifesto. Right. Okay. So, because um, I'm interested in, in this, this is, I think, a, an important question. Um, it, let's say that, that that threat was real and, and you guys did leave. What happens in that scenario? Do, do you just, nothing happen and, and the site goes on as normal? Is there some impact on the quality of stories for a while? Like, what does that actually look like? Well, you know, I've seen, uh, I've seen something like that happen. Uh, uh, when the dig recommendation engine came through and, a, and after a couple of, of, of other tweaks of the algorithm, there was a, um, oh, I, no, 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 let me take that back. Um, it was after Dig had banned about 80 plus users. And these are users who had provided um, quality content to the site. So when those users had been banned, that quality content was gone, and the for about a week after that, those users had been banned, the dig front page looked pretty miserable. And in fact, there was a number of stories that were clearly marketing and clearly spam on the front page, and that was because it was the best content to promote. <laughs> because you know all of the other sources of great content had 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 been had been banned essentially, um, but you know. Dig, I think Dig will. The process is so robust. the The Dig process is so robust that it can survive um, losing a good number of top submitters. The problem is, is that really, from Dig standpoint, is that really how you want to treat your community? Is um. I mean, let's say if you guys uh, were hired away to go and all work for um, for a competing site, let's say you're all hired to go and work full time for Reddit, mm-hmm. is that a strategy that could actually work? Well, I mean, I, I don't think the problem is is that you're 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 implying that we would be paid for submissions once again, and that's I think that's outside of outside of my principles. Well, not, not to be paid for submissions, you'd be paid for doing the stuff that you're doing right now. Um, you would just be, you would be, you know, the top hundred of you guys will all become full-time employees of Reddit. Now, oh, I see what you're saying. Like, like the way they do it on Propeller, where you're actually paying an editor for, for, they become essentially, I'm sorry? I wasn't aware that the site's already doing that. So, so there are, yeah, doing that. Propeller does that. Propeller pays their, their, what they call their Propeller anchors, I think they're called. And they're essentially paid editors for the site and they will, um, monitor the submissions on the site as well as submit their own um, submissions. Um, so if you got hired and, away to go and, and work at, if, like, let's say Propeller then hired the top 100 of you away, and the deal was no submitting to any other social n- news sites, it could only be Propeller, and, mm-hmm. and now you'll work here. Do you, I mean, is that going to work, or I guess you've got you, you to get the eyeballs to the site, and that's going to be the problem? 
Well, I don't, I don't think it would be a problem to get the eyeballs to the site because the content, I would still be submitting the same content, and content is king. Um, I mean, the issue would be, the, the issue is that DIG is, is the best vehicle for content delivery in, in, this, in this vertical, in the same space. You know, n- no other site has the, uh, and I think a lot of it has to do with the DIG's, the, re- the reputation they built over the years. Other uh, sites like Mix and Reddit are are too young yet to to drive that kind of traffic. But I don't. I wouldn't count them out entirely. I would still say it's w- within their power to do so. Um, but once again, being hired and being paid for me puts it at a at a at a position where this is something that I is my unless they were unless I was being paid not to do it as a full-time job, but to, but essentially um, have the same hours that I normally have in contributing to the site and, and just getting paid per submission by the site itself, I wouldn't have a problem with that. But so, I mean, so there is, I mean, and that's what is, you could be doing that on Propeller today, but there, there's, not, there's not enough of incentive for you to go over there and spend a lot of time doing that, is there? Um, no, not really. I mean, I think Propeller, once again, it, they just don't drive traffic. Though even I don't even think Propeller drives traffic as well as Mix or Reddit does. I think they're probably um, lower on the, on the chain. And on top of which, I've never been offered. Nobody's ever offered to, to, uh, to do that for me on Propeller. So. Okay. Um, so something I noticed, obviously, for a while during the elections, there was all this Ron Paul stuff. How does all that? Yeah. Is that I mean, was that the top users were all pushing Ron Paul? Not, not me. I mean, I I appreciate Ron Paul as much as the next person, but um, I actually get turned off by by um, when it looks like content is being promoted on Dig um, for an agenda, and and that that's not just a political agenda. I mean, there was a while there. Uh, it wasn't just Ron Paul, but like we're talking about the um, the AACS code code key when that was uh, being promoted on on Dig when the, the the code that basically unlocks copying on on Blu-ray and HD DVD devices. Right. Remember that incident a while back when that code was being promoted on Dig? I stayed out of that completely. I didn't want to have anything to do with it because. It's not the spirit of social news submitting. It's well, I mean, I found the Ron Paul stuff really annoying. I've, I've blocked all political stuff out of my yeah. Same here, and I'm I'm perfectly all right with promoting stories that are relevant and that have some sort of newsworthy basis about Ron Paul. But if it's a story that is whose 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 focus is just simply to be to to promote Ron Paul himself in in the mainstream and just say, hey, I'm Ron Paul, I'm great, and my followers love me, and that is the sole purpose of this story, to exist, it turns me off. I, I, I won't participate in something like that. Fair enough. Um, another topic I'm really interested in um, is uh, 4chan, which I, I, I don't really yeah. understand it. Um, comes up a lot on Dig. Do you, do you go yeah. over to 4chan a lot? Do you have any ties with that site? I, I don't. No, I don't have any 
I don't have any official ties with the site, but I have visited 4chan, and um, 4chan, um, 4chan, there's a, I have a love-hate relationship with 4chan, in that, that 4chan is great when it is the, um, when it is the wellspring for memes, and 4chan is, is by and large the biggest uh, uh, wellspring for the, the more popular internet memes out there. I mean, 4chan came up with the Rickroll and Lolcats and uh, Demotivators and uh, uh, I can't even... Head on there. Exactly. <laughs> uh, among others. Um, but the problem is, is that the problem that I have with, with, not with 4chan, but with 4chan stuff appearing on other sites is that the, um, it tends to, to dumb down the community in general. I mean, and, and I, and I have to, I have to think that, that 4chan has to be a real big problem internally within Dig because Dig is trying to, promote itself to investors uh, and to mainstream, uh, in particular, mainstream media as a, as a source of news, as basically a news source. And so when the top stories on Dig are, uh, you know, Kevin Rose's pedo bear jack-o'-lantern, uh, that has to be a problem, uh, um, you know, in, in how it promotes itself to uh, to 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 um, to its investors, because then it, it, you know it decreases the 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 value of of how Dig is perceived in in the marketplace, and and not just Dig, <coughs> excuse me, not just Dig, but any uh, social news site that wants to be that wants to take itself seriously as a social news site has to feel a bit of a pinch every time it sees lolcats and demotivators on their site. Well, I'd say that's kind of, that's just how the internet is. That's just how the internet is. There's really nothing you can do about it. I mean, yeah. we have Matt Cutts from Google. He um, just went for Halloween. I'm sure you saw it. He dressed up as, uh, as Rick Astley. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. I mean, the influence of 4chan is is undeniable, but but what does it say for our culture as a whole? I think is the question. Hmm. Fair enough. Um, so, Kevin Rose, have you actually met him? A couple of times, yeah. And so, you, so you've been to some of their events? I've been to an, yeah, yeah. I've been to uh, the the event for the million user uh, celebration and uh, a live dignation. Uh, and so I met him. Uh, oh, and then I was also part of a focus group uh, at one point for uh, one of the new revisions. So um, three times right. I've met have him. You, have you talked with him a lot or is it just like, hey, how's it going? Um, not a lot, no. Uh, um, but... Uh, He's a, he's a nice guy. I, I have met him on a couple occasions, and he, he's he's a decent chap. Yeah, no, he seems to be. Um, I think I've um, I've asked you a lot of stuff. I've actually gone through all the things I can think of to ask you. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you'd like to talk about? Um, 
Not that I can think of. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to do a follow up or if you, if you want to, you know, feel free to call me and ask me, uh, anything you want. Okay. I'm, I may take you up on that. All right. Well, Andy, um, thank you very much for the interview. This is, this is a great one. Fascinating. So thanks, thanks for your time. You're very welcome.